0: well we're gonna we're gonna dive into this we're in the middle of uh connect the dots and we're gonna see how that kind of works. How many of you have ever done this old dot to dot deals you know you you draw them out i got I got one here for you see if we can solve it here in uh a, and what you do is you just kind of connect one to two two to three four five and go on around and then eventually when we get it all connected you'll be able to tell what it is How many of you know that's a kangaroo so, no um, I don't even mean, you know there's some harder ones than that I was, I was looking at some there's some it's like wow it's just, just crazy another way that we think of connect the dots my wife loves to watch these um, crime shows cold case files real crime 48 hours all that kind of stuff she likes to put all that together you know, and a lot of times I'll walk in there talking about how some lady killed her husband. And I go, what's the deal? You know, so, so uh, I told you I'm sorry. But uh, uh, no, I'm teasing. Kind of. But um, she, she likes watching all those things. And, and I'll sit down and I'll watch some of those. And, and uh, the investigators, the detectives, they're trying to, you know, get this clue and this suspect. And do you have an alibi? And is there a motive? And put all the clues together. And you know what they're doing? They're connecting the dots. And just like on this picture or in a case like that, as you connect the dots, something is going to emerge. Something is going to become obvious and, and appear for us. And we want to talk about connect the dots in perhaps another way. But as these dots are connected, how many of you know you do, no man is an island unto himself? And we don't live isolated lives, so we definitely need to be connected. Let's start out with our, our key verse today. It's in Philippians chapter 2, the end of verse 12. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. How many of you know we have an awesome salvation? And you got to work it out. you got to bring it out. For it is God who works in you. God's working in you. Y'all? God's working in you. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He's working in you to create a desire and to give you the ability, the to do, to work for his good pleasure. A couple of things on this here is we have a great salvation. We are to work out that salvation. Salvation does not come by works. But God is expecting something once that salvation has come and you have that, that new life. It's been said that grace is not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning we're not trying to earn something. It's the result of what God has done in us that there is a working out of that. Plus, it's the bringing out of the fullness of that salvation. How many of you would estimate in your own life you're not living in the fullness of all that God has for you? Come on. Now, I'm going to ask that again. How many of you would probably admit I, I'm not living in the fullness of what I know God has for me? You know, And so that's what he's talking about, bringing, bringing that out. But here's the, the main thing I want us to see this morning. God is at work in us. And you say, oh, he's not working in me because I've been trying to ignore him. No, he's at work in you. He's at work in you. He's at work in all of us. And what we want to do before we leave here today is actually uh, invite him in stronger, bigger, noticeable ways to work in us. You okay with that? I don't care if you are or not. I'm praying that over you strong this morning, okay? That we want God to work work in us in in bigger and stronger, more noticeable ways. Um, God wants to help you. God is working in you to help you. God is working in you to uh, fix you up. Unless you get offended at that, how many of you would say, I I want the help. I need need the help. Okay. Uh, How many of you would go ahead and say, and I need him to fix me up. (laughs) I need him to work on me. You know, we're all still a work in progress, in process here. And so God wants to fix us up. God wants to work in us. God wants to help us and, and get this. And as a result of that, he wants to use you. That's where a lot of people choke right there. He wants to use you. Uh, no, 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 Pastor. It's me you're talking about. He doesn't. Want, no, he wants to use you. And it's not about being perfect. And we'll talk about that graphically before, before we leave here today. But he wants to use you. Now, you've heard the whole saying, saved to serve. I don't necessarily agree with that. Maybe I'm being a little picky on that. I believe you should be saved and I believe you should serve. But the whole purpose of you being saved, you ready for this? is So you could be saved. And then coming out of that, though, there's there's life that, yeah, and I'm going to serve. And so God wants to work in you and God wants to work through you. Uh. And in this, in this case here, we need to understand, we need to welcome that, we need to enlist in that, that I want God to work in me. Bob your head with me if you want God to work in you. And then the realization that we want God to work through us as well. Let's talk about something here. Think about this. It's called the efficiency of God. The efficiency of God. How many of you have ever watched somebody work at something before and realized they weren't very efficient? You know, it's like they park their truck way over there and they're trying to unload over here, you know, and they're going, going back and forth. It's almost a a comedy or you just watch people, you know, do things very inefficient. Uh, Our world today, and I I get it. I get it. And we're we're going along with it, whether we like it or not. But, you know, they're taking away all our good light bulbs, you know, and giving us these other, other dealings. Not long ago, I got stranded in Atlanta and I stayed at this. Hotel And they were, they were super energy efficient, super green, super all this, everything, you know. And I walked in the room and I had to, you had to put your key in the special thing before any lights would come on in the room. And I thought, okay, I get it. You know, let's save some power. Let's, let's be good stewards of it. And, and then when you turned on lights, they were all kind of weird lights. I was, it was a little scary, you know. But they're being efficient. And we know what efficient means. How many of you know that God is efficient? I want to give you my definition for the efficiency of God. It simply means this: that God will never, ever, everybody say never, ever. Never. God never, ever does something that serves only one purpose or person. God never, ever does something that serves only one purpose or person. And somebody may be thinking, no, 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 he's, he's done something just for me. Uh, no, no, if you'll track that, if you'll trace that, if you'll watch that. You realize that what he did for you, even though you might have been all by yourself and God did something for you, I promise you there'll be some kind of residual, secondary, tertiary, some kind of uh, further result of what he did in your life right there. Oh, no, I was just all by myself and he answered a prayer about something specific in my heart, just unique to me. But you know what that did? That increased confidence in your faith in God and in prayer. And that's impacted you ongoing. I'm telling you, God is efficient. God is efficient, and God never, ever does something that serves only one purpose or person. I want you to bear that in mind as as we proceed this morning. As God works in you, and you told me you you want God to work in you, as he works in you, you're going to experience his love. You're going to experience his mercy. Anybody glad for his mercy? Um, You're going to experience his power, his grace, his goodness, his energy, his joy. You're going to experience all those things. But then you're also, get this now, you're also, God's wanting to use you. Now, what God does for you, he does wholly for you. He gave you his love, his grace, his mercy, salvation. He worked on your behalf. That's all for you, period. But God is efficient. So it's not just going to stop there. He does it solely for you, but he's so efficient, it will go past you. And that's what we've got to realize today is not just about me. It's holy for you. I hope you can get the dichotomy here. It's holy for you. Not just so you can do so. It's for you. God so loved you that he did this for you. But he's so efficient, it won't stop there. Right. So the same love and mercy and grace and power and all those things that you experience when God is working in you. Guess what? You will all, Those will be the very same things. That love, that mercy, that grace, that power that will flow through you. As God will use you because God is efficient. Are y'all with me this morning? All right. I'm not going to go light on y'all. Y'all have had more time to sleep than the other two services. And they were right there with me this morning. All right. So y'all, y'all stay real, real close and tight here. Make sure your neighbors awake, pinch them right behind the elbow. That usually helps just right, right about there is a touchy spot. Note that God wants to work in you, but God also wants to work through you. And as we connect the dots, here's what, here's what we want to do connect these dots. God, you, others. Say it with me. God, you, others. If you're, if you're new here today, you go, what's with this guy? You know, we got to repeat everything. He's pointing this stuff up here. What's the deal? We're probably going to have homework. You know, <laughs> now, my job, my job as pastor and using gift of teaching for you guys is to help you to understand. I don't want you to just come to church and check that off your list there. We went to church. I don't want you to come we don't want to just whip you into some kind of frenzy or something. We want life change. We want to move from where you are to where God wants to take you. And so what has to happen, you've got to get understanding in the word. And when you get understanding in the word, then you're more likely to retain it. And the more likely, the more that you retain it, then the more likely it is that you'll actually do it. And scripture says that if you'll do what you've learned, you'll be blessed. And I want you blessed. I want you blessed. And so I'll do whatever it takes, Okay. So that, so that we get this, so we hold this, so we understand this. So connecting the dots, I mean, we got stuff standing up here. No joke, I was leaving, I was leaving second service walking off the platform and I just felt somebody to my left and I stopped and smiled at this lady. <laughs> I didn't wink, I just smiled. I just... Stop looking at her, get over here. All right, all right. By nature, we tend to pass on to those around us whatever's going on in us or whatever we have experienced. Okay, did you hear that? We tend to pass on, naturally, whatever's going on in us. How many of you know if you're all grumpy, the people around you are going to know it? Okay? And if you're really thrilled about something or you just heard a great story or something, you're going to pass that on. Well, this happens in kind of a positive and negative sense. It, It can happen that we pass on. To others, and and think in the whole context here, God working in you, God working through you. But we tend to naturally be wired that way that we're going to pass on what's going on in us or what we've experienced. Uh, Case in point, here here would be one. Hurt people. Help me. Hurt people. Think about it. Uh, Read it with me again. Let's just think about it. Hurt people. Hurt people. If you're like me, you see things in the news or in real life around you. I mean, not that the news is not real life, but you see those things. And and are you like this? It's like, how could anybody do that? Why would anybody treat somebody that way? I I don't get it. Why would someone hurt somebody? I'll tell you why they'll hurt somebody. Because they got hurt. Either they hurt themselves or, or in a lot of cases, somebody hurt them somewhere along the way. By the time it's in the news that we see somebody hurt somebody... You need to know that's not the first page of that story. You need to uh, all along and somewhere in their life, there's, there's stuff going on. And so what's going on? They're passing on what's going on in them. And then in a positive sense, and we say this a lot around here, blessed to, to what? Be to be a blessing. You've got to realize you're not blessed so, just so you can be snooty. You know, I'm going to thump your ear if, if that's the way you act. Or God's just blessed me. So you need to know the purpose of a blessing. Now is God's purpose and blessing to bless you? Entirely, yes, totally, yes. But God's efficient, and He just doesn't want you blessed. He wants you to be help me, help me. He wants you to be a blessing. So you're gonna you're gonna pass on those things. So again, the love, the mercy, whatever God is going in you, whatever's going on in you, that's what He's going to use through you as as you help other people. The best spots in life, I believe, the greatest joy and fulfillment in life is when you're aware God's working in you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? God's doing something in you. That, that's just some of the best spots in life. Let me tell you another great, great spot in life. And that's when you realize God is using you. And I want, I want to tell you this this morning. Listen to me. God wants to use you. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'm retired. God, I notice you're still breathing though. God <laughs> wants to use you. But I'm young and I, and I messed this up. Look at me. God wants to use you. But I got a little bit of a story. God will use your story. God will redeem your story. Hey, gone is the day that we come to church and pretend like we've always, always had it together. Because that would be a lie. Hello, that would be a lie. But God's working in us, amen? He's working in us and he's wanting to work through us. He wants to use us. And so with all that in mind, we should be very welcoming, even insistent that God work in us. And we're going to pray about that in just a few moments. But we also should be intentional about God using us. You know, part of what I'm doing now is convincing you that God wants to use you and for you to give into that. But you need to be intentional about, yes, I want God to use me. Did you know that's why you're part of the reason you're still on planet Earth is God wants to use you. You You have purpose in that. And so... When we do this, the word that comes to mind for me when I'm being intentional about God using me is serving. Everybody say serving. Let's look at this real quick. In Matthew chapter 20, Jesus said this. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. In John chapter 13, it says this. And this is right after he washed all the disciples' feet. Okay. Now, he's not saying you've got to go wash everybody's feet. What he did was a humble serving act. And he said, now I want you to do that. He said, for I've given you an example. Jesus gave us an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant, and this would be us now, is not greater than his master. And that would be Jesus. Nor is he who is sent, that's us, greater than he who sent him. Is that it? If you know these things... I knew there was more. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And so what he's wanting to do, Jesus, our master, came and served. Are you all hearing me? Jesus, our master, came and served. And, he, and he, he's telling us now, he's calling us to serve. He's calling us to go and to be used of him. And we don't have to do that on our own. He will gift you, he will help you, he will set it up, he will empower you, he will enable you through the work that he's doing in you, that same work he's going to do through you. Amen? Amen. Well, when we talk about serving, and I'll just go there, in our context here, we're in church, I think an obvious, one of the most obvious, one of the most efficient places for us as believers, as followers of Jesus to serve, is church. Everybody say church. Is, is is just church and church is not just to get things done. We don't serve at church just to get things done. You know, I, I would be concerned and I've been in churches like this before where the pastor has to take up 10, 15 minutes of the sermon to please. We need somebody to work in the nursery who will do it. Stand up. Come on. We need somebody to work in the nursery or we're never going to have nursery anymore. I go good. I'll take my kid and go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, it's like something's wrong. Something would be wrong in that setting because somewhere the dots are not connecting, and and maybe we're not letting God work enough in us so that we want God to work through us. And and let me just say this to you: I'm not I'm not plugging for nursery, okay? Uh, Because you you might be sitting there. I don't want to work in nursery. We don't want you. nursery all right it's about connecting the dots. It's not just about getting the job done. I, I need to tell you, we've got a, a large and wonderful dream team of volunteers. But it's not just about getting work done. Don't you have the work covered? It's not, it's not just about that. It's about connecting the dots. It's about every one of us, God working in us, and then having a place where God could work through us. There's a million other places that you can serve in life, and you should be doing that. You should be looking oppor- for opportunities to be used. But I think the obvious... Uh, certainly prerequisite and efficient place for all of us as believers is in the context of church. One of the beautiful metaphors in the new Testament of church is the idea of body, body. Let's look at a couple of of scriptures here. We all can relate to this because we have a body. Look what it says here in first Corinthians verse 12, for as the body is one, that means it's unified. How many of you like when your body's unified? Can you imagine if you're like, well, I want to go this way. Well, I want to go that way. You know, it's good. Not unified. That's not going to work. Okay. So as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. Look in verse 14. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Okay. And then verse 27. Now you. Say, That's me. And the Amplified Bible says, corporately, you are the body of Christ and members individually. So we individually are the body of Christ, and we corporately are the body of Christ. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 4. And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And where I find myself here is I operate in pastor and teacher. This is why. For the equipping of the saints. Say, that's me. For the equipping of the saints for the what? What? Of what? Church. Of ministry. You see the context here. For the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Again, the church. Look down at verse 16 here. From whom, Christ, the whole body, joined and knit together, connect the dots, by what every joint supplies. How many of you like when all your joints work? Okay. According to the effective or efficient working by which. And y'all need to help me finish the sentence. By which, what? Every part does its share. Every part does its share. Every part does its share. Now, let me ask you a couple of questions. How many of you have a body? Okay, if you don't have one, you're spooking me out. Okay? Okay, let's try it again. How many of you have a body? Okay. And you'll say, well, it's not all it used to be, or it's way more than it used to be, or, or whatever. Okay. Sorry. Um, So how many of you have a body? Okay. How many of you like all your parts to work? Okay. And to stay on? Okay. All right. Look at me. Look at me. So does Jesus. So does Jesus. He has a body and he likes all his parts to work and to stay, stay on. He does that. And so we've got to understand this. We're part of the body of Christ. And I think it's just natural for us to serve. But that serving is an outgrowth because God is doing something in us. And we connect the dots then. And again, if you'll remember, it's God, it's you, it's others. In Galatians 5.13, it says this. Y'all out there? It says, through love, serve who? Who's one another? It's 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 other believers. Now, we're not ingrown. Galatians tells us this. It says, as you have opportunity, do good to all, but especially the household of faith. So you begin the beginning point of us really being able to serve others. Listen, if it doesn't work in the local church, it doesn't work. And so the beginning point for us is to serve one another, to serve in the body, to serve the work of, of the ministry. And that's what God has called us to do, to serve one another. And if you'll read the New Testament, it's about one another, praying for one another, forgiving one another, bearing with one another, helping one another. Y'all, y'all out there? And listen, virtually all relationships, I put this up because I don't want you to forget this. Virtually all relationships, or all blessings rather, excuse me, all blessings come through relationship. It's not always what you know. It's what? It's who you know. Virtually all blessings come through relationships. And that's where we've got to connect the dots in this. Listen, love, and in particular God's love, is the energy of life. If you're looking for some real energy in your life, you've got to really get connected. Make sure it's not constricted in any way. The love of God is the energy of life. And God is love. And that love is flowing to you. And that love is working in you. And that love wants to work through you. And you've got to connect the dots on that. And I pray that as the love flows, you don't let it stop with you. Y'all hearing me? You don't let it stop with you. God's at work in you. God's love, the very energy of life is flowing to you and doing a good work in you. And you don't let it stop with you. Because if you let it stop with you, you prove that you missed the point. If it's just about, well, I'm good. I'm all blessed. I'm all good. My needs are met. I'd be better if you only sang the songs that I like because it's about me. It's me and Jesus. You missed the point. You missed the point altogether. You know, in our life, it's not just about us. And the more closer we get to God, the more we realize it's not just about us. Don't let it stop with you. Somebody else near you is needing God's love and God's help that would flow through you. Amen. Amen. Let me illustrate this for you, if I will. Um, Matt, would you come and help me here? And uh, let's see. Jordan and Carissa, would y'all come come and help me here? Michael, go ahead and come up. Help me, help me too here. All right. What's your rank now? Uh, Captain. Captain, Air Force, chaplain right here. Proud of this guy, Matt. Come on over, guys. Let's come up front here. Matt, I'm going to put you here. You guys come over here if you would. Michael, over there. Thank you. All right. Don't go too far, but just kind of stay. All right. In, in our little deal right here, Matt, you're going to be God. Okay. But you're not. You're not. Okay. Christine, if he starts acting out later, you need to let me know. Okay. Okay. But for this, for the next few moments, that's just a role, that, that, Okay. Okay. Good. And uh, I'll get to y'all in just a moment. Okay. So remember our connect the dots. It's God. And then it's me and it's some others. And so what needs to happen, and I'm, I know you're Air Force and I'm a pastor and we're all men, okay? But I'm going to hold your hand, okay? So, uh, all right. so I get connected with God. And, and let me say this. Without him, I got nothing. I had nothing. I don't have the energy of life. I don't know nothing. <laughs> That's good grammar, huh? <laughs> I'm in a doctoral program. Well, <laughs> no nothing. So, okay, back to our story. I have nothing. I can do nothing without him. And by God, I mean Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so, when I get connected to him, when I believe, when I receive God, Through the person of Jesus Christ. Through that relationship. I now have the love of God coming to me. The mercy of God coming to me. The power of God coming to me. Gifts coming into my life. Are y'all with me? But it does not stop there. I just don't go me and God. Y'all that's how you go weird. Okay. You don't stop right there. You know what you do? This is holy for me, but now something's got to happen. I've got to connect the dots. I know. I got to connect the dots. Come a little closer. Help me. And you don't move. God doesn't move. Remember that? We sang that earlier. All right. What I've got to do now is I've got to serve. I've got to serve. And so I reach out and I serve. But let me, let me go back to this. If I'm not connected, I don't have anything i got to fake some religious something I saw somebody else do. But when I'm connected to God, real life is flowing now. And I reach out and I serve. Because I want God to work in me and I want God to work through me. And the only thing I have to get to him is what I'm getting from him. And so love and mercy and grace and help and, and get to him. And ultimately so that I can do this. So that I can get him connected with God. And God... God is big enough that I'm still connected to God. And this will go on and on and on. God has many hands, so to speak. And as God works in him, those same things. And let me say this again. Apart from him, he didn't have a thing. But connected, there's the life of God and everything else. And now what happens to him because he's close to God, he's going to connect the dots. And he's going to serve. Ultimately so that he can bring him over. Come on, work with me. (laughs) You come out now. Okay. And connect him to God. And we're all still connected to God. And it goes on and on. And then he reaches out. Y'all ever held hands before? This is wife. (laughs) Okay. And the same thing goes on and on ultimately so that he can join her to God. And we're all connected to God. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. And it boils... It boils down to this. God, work in me. Work in me. And God, use me. God, work through me. I will serve you. And that's how you connect the dots on that. Amen? All right. You're no longer God, but you did a great job. Will you give them a good good thank you? Thank you, guys. I'm just going to go there. You're a follower of Jesus. God should be working in your life. I'm going to go there further. Your follower of Jesus. Not only should God be working in your life, you should be serving. You should be serving. You know why? Because there's some others that need you to serve. And I'll go ahead and tell you, in Meadowbrook Church, we need you to serve. For a lot of different reasons. The kingdom of God needs you to serve. And can I tell you this? And this is the real biggie. You need to serve because of what it does in you. When you don't just have inflow. And become the dead sea. Because you've got the beautiful Jordan flowing into you. But no outlet. You die. But it's to let that life flow through you. You need to serve because of what happens in you when you serve. Can I get an amen this morning? Now. God wants you to be a part of connecting the dots. Don't stop the flow. Don't be the missing link. Stay with me. Don't be the missing link. And get this. God specializes in using imperfect people. Did you hear me? God specializes in using imperfect people. Get this, get this, get this. God still uses people that are flawed. Because there aren't any other kind around. And he uses us and I want him to use me and I want him to use you. And I want him to work in your life and I want him to work in my life and I want him to use us. I want the very energy of life, God's love to flow into me. Not just so I can be this happy little closet Christian, but so the very life and love of God that I don't care what religion, what political persuasion, whatever lifestyle you're living. When the real love of God comes through somebody, nobody can refute that. Nobody can resist that. And and we've got to get that going, not just into us, but through us. Amen. Connect the dots. Say it with me. Connect the dots. It's God. It's you. It's others. God, work in me. God, work through me. Connect the dots. Do y'all get anything at all out of this this morning?